0: It's time to dive a little deeper into life, love, and the pursuit of healing in season three of the Lindsay Morgan Snyder podcast. Welcome back. This season, our beloved Lindsay, who, let's be honest, barely knows anything about Hollywood, sits down with more of her friends who happen to influence culture right in the center of it all. Isn't God funny? In this season, you will hear real stories of raw struggles, of how artists of culture learn to overcome, recover, and transform from the inside out so that they can truly help God transform the world in and through media. As humans, we are all on a journey of creative redemption in Christ Jesus, healing the inner areas of our souls so that we can create to inspire the culture around us. Plus, let's be honest, finding out that God is more fun than we think really helps us to create stories of strength. And now, let's get the show on the road. Here's your host, Lindsay Morgan, for more on how this all works out in real life.
1: Hi guys, welcome back. So excited to be here with you. I know last week I kind of set this week up and I'm so, so, so thrilled to have my new friend. Actually, we've never spoken in person before the call before this call today, which is actually so fun. So you guys are going to get to be part of a conversation that is like super new friends, but very similar hearts, I feel. And I met Dr. Margaret, um, or I saw her, I should say, uh, preach at our church about a year ago. And she just comes with so much love and grace and truth. Like it was so powerful to me. And I've just been following her on Instagram ever since and reached out and was like, hey, I know this is a little left field, but I would love to have you on my podcast because we're talking about the artist and we're talking about healing. And she has a really unique story of, um, yeah, just, taking the psychology side of things and the Holy Spirit side of things and bringing them together. So I want to welcome you to meet the amazing Dr. Margaret, as I like to call her. (laughs) How are you,
2: Margaret? Hi, Lindsay. I'm really good. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. And I'd love for you to tell the listeners... Um, kind of what you just told me about your journey um, from like getting your PhD then going to like the school of supernatural and just kind of what God showed you through that would love to hear that part of your story
2: yeah I mean a master's a PhD and then BSSM my friends thought I was crazy they're like have you not had enough school (laughs) but um, (laughs) I obviously do love school I wouldn't have been able to to get you know, as far as I did. And I did that because I, I love people and I really knew I wanted to pursue, um, counseling. Um, and you know, I, I left New York to go to Chicago to go to grad school, graduated grad school in 2000, uh, started my career as a Christian counselor. And that was amazing. And then about, uh, 2008 really just kind of had a, It wasn't a crisis at the time. It felt like a crisis. I I call it my year of disillusionment where I was crying out for more and you know, things were good. I was in my career. I was at this wonderful Christian counseling center. Um, I had a wonderful church. I was on leadership of the church. And yet my heart just felt like something was missing. Uh, Long story short, I ended up visiting a friend's church and they were talking about healing And Holy Spirit showed up and just started to minister to me. And and what I realized was, even though I didn't know the Lord, I mean, I knew the Lord my whole life, that I needed a greater revelation of the Holy Spirit. So Mm. that started this whole journey of um, understanding the Holy Spirit more, the gifts more. And Bethel was very much connected uh, to that. So you know, went to go to a conference at Bethel, right? Because that's kind of the next step. And um, <laughs> it was while I was at that conference that, uh, well, my wrist got healed miraculously. Four of us wow. watched this bump that I had on my wrist from uh, a snowboarding injury that didn't heal correctly. We watched this bump, you know, disappear. And uh, the last day I was in the bookstore and I saw the Sozo stuff and um Bought the Sozo stuff and then ended up Sozoing a client. Didn't even really knew know what I was doing, and she got completely healed of an eating disorder. And I had worked with her for years, so we both knew the degree. You know that there was no way it seemed that this eating disorder would be healed. So that was it. I wanted more. I was like, how much? How how do I learn more? Um, what's this? You know, what's the school about? And then it happened so fast. I mean, I visited Bethel in February and by July I was packing my car and driving from Chicago to Reading. Oh. So what I didn't realize was that, you know, here I had spent all these years, you know, training my mind and growing in all things psychology and even going to a Christian university, you know, to learn about faith and psychology. Um and and so I had done a lot of, I love to talk about body, soul, spirit with people, you know, soul being your mind, will, and emotions. And mm-hmm. so, so much of my life up until that point had nurtured my soul, my mind, will, and emotions, you know, my doctorate, psychology. And then, um, and then God was like, it's time for you to go to the school of the spirit. You know, I've grown mm-hmm. you up in the soul. And now I want you to grow up in the spirit and Bethel is the school that you need to go to for that. <laughs> so <Wow. laughs> um, I like to joke because the, the, the undergrad that I went to is Wheaton and people love to say, Oh, Wheaton is the Harvard of Christian schools. And then I felt like God said, okay, now I'm going to send you to the Harvard of the spirit and that's BSSM. Only so, the best for yeah. Dr. Parker. only the best for you. I love <laughs> that. Right. that only the so best bad. for my girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's such a good dad. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. That is so, so, so cool. So I don't know that we've talked a lot about SoZo on this podcast. So from uh-huh. like your standpoint, can you tell us what, what SoZo means or how you would interpret it or
2: explain it maybe? Yeah. So SoZo is an inner healing ministry. It's prayer ministry, listening prayer. Some people have heard listening prayer or inner healing. And it's a session where someone facilitates a conversation with God. And um, the goal is to identify any blocks that you have because of wounds from your past that maybe have created some lies, you know, wounds and lies um, around how you see God, how you see yourself, how you see the world. And so the goal is really to sit with God for, you know, an hour or whatever, and allow God to highlight anything that's, you know, we tend to project onto God our early experiences. So we learn from our family, you know, what relationships are like, and we can't help but project that onto God. So, you know, just like I, I had this disconnect with Holy spirit and part of that had to do with my upbringing and not, and I couldn't fully understand Holy spirit. So sozo is, is, is a conversation with God that's facilitated by someone who's trained in the tools and that, Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you identify the blocks and the wounds, and we get to replace that. We get to replace the the lies that were created with the truth, and as a result, people feel closer to God. They feel more connected. They hear God's voice more. Um, They feel better about themselves because any lies that they had about themselves get broken off. So it was like nothing I had ever encountered as a psychologist, even as a Christian psychologist, and... So part of God sending me there was what I didn't fully realize was that my whole practice was going to completely change. And it did. My whole practice completely changed that first time I ever did a sozo with someone. And to this day, you know, my practice is now not just me talking about God with clients, you know, but actually talking to God in the session with clients. So it's this beautiful marriage of all, all the truths of psychology um, because it's God. Psychology is just the study of your mind, will, and emotions and God made Mm -hmm. you. So, um, so it's the marriage of, you know, it's bringing together, you know, the best of what we know about our mind and will and emotions and emotional health, but doing that with the power of the Holy spirit, having people talk to, you know, the author of wisdom, not just the wisdom that comes from psychology or, from what we can do as humans to work through our stuff.
1: Wow, that is so powerful. Like I was kind of being funny when I was like the best the, the only the best for you, Dr. Margaret, but <laughs> at the same time like I'm like this is so powerful. I mean, for mm-hmm. God to bring those two things and intersect them is just like fascinating to me you know i'm like i Mm -hmm. i joked with you earlier but i'm like i love therapy like i can get kind of addicted and the lord's like okay lens you know like take a little break you know
0: but Mm -hmm. i do i
1: really value i really value like learning about the mind will and emotions i always have i've been very fascinated with that like kind of all my life um and then like you said and then i went to bethel too as people on this podcast know and, you know, then learning, like, how God can kind of get to things in a different way is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. But I love that you bring them together. So, like, in a session with you, you would be experiencing some of that Sozo stuff, but also you've got the, like, knowledge behind some of, like, the the ouchies, I call them. <laughs>
0: the ouchies.
2: Ouchies. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love it.
0: Uh, no. Yeah,
2: so, you know, people come to counseling, usually when people come to counseling, there's a reason, you know, so that's always one of my first questions is, you know, what brings you? What do you want to get out of it? And the beautiful thing is, you know, you're the expert on you and I'm here to come alongside you and help you with that. But God's the God's the ultimate expert right on you, too. So um, there's there's it's it's one thing when people get, you know, there's a difference between. What I call catharsis and, and sozo. So sozo, by the way, is the Greek word in the New Testament. Any uh, anytime you see the word "saved," <clears throat> it's the word sozo. But sure. there are other words in the New Testament, you know, that also mean saved. Um, sozo is it is complicated. It's 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 triple meaning. It's saved, healed, and delivered. So some based on the context, sometimes the meaning is saved. Sometimes the meaning is healed. Sometimes the meaning is delivered. But it's all that word sozo. And there's other words that are used for healing in the New Testament. One of them is catharsis catharos, yeah, yeah. which is the word we use in psychology for catharsis and catharsis is what it's when you have that aha moment so if you're if you love therapy, it's probably because you've had a lot of really amazing aha moments where you were you know it made all the difference in your life and you were never the same again and, and that word's in the New testament there are times when god when he healed the lepers you know, he said, go and, you know, show yourself. And then you, and on the way they were healed and the word there was catharsis, but Mm -hmm. the leper who came back and thanked Jesus, you know, your faith has healed you. He got sozoed. So he didn't just get catharsis, which is that aha moment. He got the whole thing of being saved, healed and delivered. So it's what God, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think that, I think the reason why the lepers got catharsis was because you know there's so many people in the new testament that jesus just healed right they came he said you know be healed and with them he said go to go to the priests he didn't say you're healed he said go to the priests and i think what he was doing was he recognized i need to heal their bodies but i also need to heal their minds and how they see themselves they're lepers they're outcasts and so i'm going to get them to do something so that they can change how they see themselves. And that's a therapist. That's what a good therapist does. Oh, you want this? Okay. Are you willing to change your behavior? Are you willing to change your mi- mindset? And you'll have that aha moment, and you'll get catharsis. But yes. Sozo, unlike psychology alone, so what happened with the one that got Sozo? he came back to Jesus. He acknowledged God as the healer, not just his insight, not just his aha and because he acknowledged God, then Jesus said, your faith has sozoed you. You have saved, healed, and delivered, right? So there's something about recognizing we there is healing, and we can go after healing. We can go after emotional health. We can go after changing our lives, all the things that psychology offers. But if we want full on <laughs> never the same, That's when you have to ask God to come in and do it. You have to ask God to come in and take the addiction. You have to ask God to come in and, you know, whatever it is. So there's levels of what's available to us. The question is, how deep do you want to go? Wow, I'm definitely going to re-listen
1: to this and take notes. This is so good. Like, I'm just like, whoa, Lord. Wow, that is so amazing. I've never heard it like told like that from a parable, you know, and explained that way. I mean, I'm just like my mind is seriously like this is so cool. Um because yeah, I mean, I've always loved emotional health. I mean, I think it's just a passion God gave me. Um and I've always like loved like therapy and just like, you know, self-discovery and like this is all the things around that. I don't know, everybody has the different things they're really passionate about and I've always been super passionate about this and I've tried all the things, to be honest with you, like pretty much mm-hmm. a lot of them. And sometimes I joke, and I'm like, I'm like the one with the issue of blood, you know. I've spent like all my money <laughs> to try to get yeah. healing, you know. And, yeah. And I have the good way and the hard way that it is kind. Of, I mean, well, let me ask you this: like, do you think it's a both and, like, or do you think? I mean, I guess it's like physical healing. Like sometimes God just does it. Sometimes you use doctors. It's like. There's no formula, mm-hmm. but I yeah. mean, what, what, what do you think about that? Like the difference between like, um, you know, going to get like psychology help or like, you know, I've been part of um recovery programs or different things like that sure. and, or yeah.
2: like
1: God to to do it. I mean, sometimes I feel like he's telling me to do one thing and then he kind of says, okay, we're going to take a break there. We're going to go back here and do this. Like how, how do you see that being the educated one in this?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, d- I do think it's both. You know, I think yeah. for someone who just pursues psychology and let's just say it's a, it's a good old fashioned, just good therapist, a well-trained therapist who's going to use the tools and and the research and all that. There's so much healing there. Why? Because it's based on truth. It's based, there's truth in psychology. Is it all true? Well, no, but you know, nothing that's, hu- full, that's human is all true. There's human in there too. But psychology is amazing. Anyone who goes is going to you're going to benefit. You know, if you want to benefit, you're going to benefit. You're going to grow. You're going to see things healed from your past. Um, you're going to be better for it more yourself, more your true self. And and then there's the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Right. So, right. you know, right right before I kind of started that Holy Spirit journey, <clears throat> I was crying out. I, I remember reading that verse and And having this moment of like, how many times have I read this verse and not caught that God is saying, you know, Paul is saying the same power that raises Jesus from the dead in you. And I had a crisis of faith because I was like, well, really? Because, I mean, I go to an amazing church and and I'm a good therapist, but the same power that raises Jesus from the dead? I'm not quite sure I have that. And yet the scripture is telling me that I have that. So once again, there's levels, right? When you're a believer, there is nothing that you can't do. Right. All things are possible. Right. Right. So I think part of it is not recognizing, well, it's just, it's believing it's your faith has healed you. It's, it's both. It's pursue what's in front of you, do the work. And at the same time, never forget that God wants to do the heavy lifting.
1: Mm. He wants
2: to do the heavy lifting. He does. And there are going to be some things that, he is going to do with you he's going to do for you and then there's going to be other things where he says go show yourself what go show yourself go do that hard thing and in doing the hard thing you will be healed and then there's other times when he just is going to touch you and you're going to be healed so the key is believing that he's good yeah that he wants to heal that he's with you in the struggle you know and um, that he's going to point the way. And so I really believe now, I don't know if I've always believed this, but I believe now that when someone ends up, you know, in my now my virtual chair <laughs> because of COVID, <laughs> that when someone ends up in my virtual chair, they're there for a reason. And whether it's a 15-minute consultation and I say, oh, actually, I think this person can help you, they were still there for a reason. I was the one they needed, you know, I need to, I was the one to give them that right referral, Right. Or yeah. if they end up being my client, then God appointed that. God's taking mm-hmm. care of all of it. He even cares about what therapist you see or whatever the path is that he's taking you on for, for wholeness. He mm-hmm. cares about it and he's designed it. Um, yeah. Whatever that yeah. path looks like. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so, so good. And I mean, I definitely, I think one of the things that's healed me the most is learning to hear God's voice. And mm-hmm. um, just yeah. learning to, re- learning to connect with him and then receive his love, um, you know, was something I really didn't know I needed and and learned that I needed it. But then in that, right, he would, he would lead me to different things. So like, we're talking, talking, talking about, and then he'd be like, okay, Lynn, now let's go to this, you know, this deliverance thing or this counselor, or this or that. And so it was like this journey we had together, you know, it wasn't like mm-hmm. all oh, these, you know, these steps that I've laid out. It's more like, you know, okay, now we're going to go over here and do this. Okay. Now you need to learn to walk on your own and maybe not be like super dependent on the therapist for a little while, or, you know what I mean? Now mm-hmm. go to Bethel. And now ah, yeah. it was always like this journey, you know, that he and I, we're on and, and you know at points he was like hey Lynns, like your tendency of codependency is like kind of coming back on you you really love to try mm-hmm. to fix yourself you know <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like well it's so it. awesome yeah. like
2: if you weren't saying god or jesus you know in this conversation it would almost sound like it was your therapist talking to you and the reality is is the holy spirit is the great counselor exactly. and jesus yeah, and Jesus calls himself the overseer of souls. What's the Greek word for soul? Psyche. What's a what's a psychologist? It's a psychologist. It's a soulologist. He wow. he's the greatest. So Jesus is the soulologist, and Holy Spirit is the great counselor. And so, yeah, that's why I love Sozo because it it helps people who can't who are struggling to hear God to hear God so that they can have this kind of relationship like you're having, like you're describing of, of God wanting to guide you and on all of it. Uh, it's such a beautiful, beautiful process.
1: Wow. I, that is so amazing. Like I'm not even joking when I say I'm going to go back and re-listen to this and take notes because I love what mm-hmm. you just said. You said Jesus is the, the soul-ologist. Overseer is that like-
2: of your soul. Yeah. Wow um i can google that passage really quickly but it says that he's he calls himself the overseer of souls and you know the greek word for soul is psyche which is where we get the word psychology psychology is the study of the mind the will and the emotion so when god when jesus calls himself the overseer of souls well what is a psychologist but an overseer of souls so you know of course when i read that you know when we were learning in bssm about you know the hebrew and the greek and the And I remember reading that and I'm like, of course I loved that because I'm a psychologist and I was and I love to joke that, you know, psychology is is a calling (laughs) you know, just like anything else. Mm Hundred percent. I
1: mean without question. So amazing. Honestly, I don't even remember hearing that in BSM. So it's funny that God knows. You know what I mean? Like they'll highlight to each of us what kind of what we need to learn, but that is so powerful. Like, that
2: makes me so happy. I'm just like, So here, okay. Here's God. the verse. Here's okay. the verse. 1 Peter 2.25 2, in the NIV. It says, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. Wow. That's I mean, I'm cool. like
1: kind of one way. This is so cool. I never, never knew that. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's just so amazing. And I love what you're saying about the sozo because it's like if people aren't in a flow to to hear from God um, for themselves yet, like that sozo can help open that up for them, that can, like, heal any, like, perceptions or wounds. And then, like, obviously, you know, we still get stuck. I mean, trust me, probably in, like, a few weeks I'm going to be calling you. and and Absolutely. I like that <laughs> because there's yeah. things where I'm just like, Lord, like, I don't, know, you know, I might need a little more help in this area or whatnot, but yeah. uh, that is fascinating. I just love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of this both and, and I've always experienced that, but it's cool to hear it from you. You know what I mean? I love yeah. that. Wow. That's so fascinating. So, So now you live in LA. You just moved here though, right? Like during COVID
2: or... Um, yeah, I'm a crazy person. Decided May 1st, which was kind of still in the height of it. People weren't, you know, really flying or anything like that. And, um, three years ago, I came out here actually to do some work, uh, with a celebrity. Um, and of course that was fun and exciting and different, you know, than the work I had done before, as you could imagine. But, um, something got awakened in me for LA, but in particular for Hollywood. And, and I, it was nothing, it was, it was never there before. I was never like, Oh, you know, I, I love people in Hollywood or I think I'm called to Hollywood. Um, It was through this experience that something like, like I said, was awakened. And so ever since then, I, I wanted to come back, but I couldn't, I don't know, timing, maybe, I don't know. You know, God wanted to wait for COVID to, to bring me, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've been here since May and just kind of in faith, just stepped out. And so I'm here and I still don't know all what that means. You know, especially right now, everything's I mean, everyone's life is pretty limited. So but I'm here. I'm here and we'll see. We'll see. If that's yeah. temporary or I don't know, this is where, you know, when you say it's, it's about listening to God's voice and, and sometimes he doesn't share it all with you, not because he's withholding. And I don't feel like he's withholding, but he's certainly leaving some mystery. <laughs> and so more to be revealed as to Margaret's LA story. Yes. That's so cool mm-hmm. though.
1: Cause you knew our pastor right in Chicago, like you and Tommy, uh, did you guys meet at Bethel or did you meet? Yeah. Um, so he
2: was visiting when I was in first year, he was actually visiting and we met at the Trader Joe's in Redding. Nice, and we nice. had that, we had that Chicago connection cause he had been in Chicago for Moody and I had been in, living in Chicago for quite a while cause that's where grad school was for me. And then when, you know, I came back first and then he came back and then we reconnected, you know, you know how it is with alumni. You feel like, you feel like you get each other, you know, so we had reconnected and um, he was actually with me. I, I had one w- while I was out here doing that work. I was only out here for three. It was like a short stint, three weeks, come in, help this person and then leave. And so I, I managed to get away for just a dinner and he and I had dinner And while, you know, he was like, you should come to L.A. And up until that point, I was like, Tommy, L.A. is the last place I would ever go. (laughs) I despised L.A. I was like, California is amazing. But why L.A.? Why would you live in L.A.? And we were actually sitting there having dinner. And then out of the blue, he just looked at me and he was looking at me funny. And I'm like, why? What? What's up? And he goes, oh, my gosh, you want to move here. And I didn't even realize it yet. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I think you're right. So my love, my desire to come here, something was birthed and it, like I said, it wasn't because I thought the city was great or far, far from it. It was because there was, there was this new thing birthed in me, um, to, 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 I don't know, to help people who can't trust who tries to help them sometimes, you know, because being, being a celebrity is, is hard and that you don't know who you can trust and, It's hard not for people to wonder what's in it for them, you know, in in their associations. And I very much saw that as a reality, um, at least with the person that I worked with, um, the struggles of just getting, you know, good (laughs) old-fashioned therapy, you know. And yet, um, so I, I think, I don't know, God just gave me a love. He gave me a love for People who are influential and recognizing like their life is hard, being them is hard as much as we look at their life and say, "Well, must be nice, you know, I feel like we do that. We look at celebrities and we go, "Must be nice," and then right. you get behind the scenes and you realize they work hard, and there's a lot of pressure, and yeah, no wonder you're struggling, you know and needed me to needed me to fly out here to help you like and and the spiritual warfare and And God just gave me a love for this person, just a supernatural Mm -hmm. love for them. And so I was like part therapist and part intercessor. And Mm -hmm. he very clearly showed me that, yeah, you're here to help her, you know, with this issue. But uh, you're here also for a spiritual purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was much of what I did was intercede, um, you know, for this person. She didn't know it, but that's what I did. Wow. I love that. I mean, most people I
1: talked to on this podcast because the season before was um, Jesus in Hollywood. So I did just connect with so many of my different friends who work in and mm-hmm. around Hollywood. And we just talked about different mm-hmm. stories and um, you know, it's funny cause most people didn't really want to come here. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. see, I didn't either. I didn't even, <laughs> I had no interest. Like I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know. I think that's so interesting. You know, I think it's just common to think that people that yeah, have what the rest of the world doesn't like, Oh, they don't have any problems, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just, that's yeah. just naive. I thought that to be honest, I was like, I wanted to be a missionary in Africa you know, God's like, I need missionaries in Hollywood, and I was like, Wait, what? I'm like, they don't need help, you know. I just didn't know, but, but yeah, I think that's so powerful that God would send you out here, and um, yeah, of course, no, He never tells, never tells me the end of the story. He might tell other people. i us stepping to the island. Next time, keep going. That's usually what I hear from God. But I'm like, love okay, it. Keep going. Keep trusting you. Wow. Yeah. That's- that's so so powerful. Are there any, um like, I don't know, is there anything you're feeling led to share just with the listeners about like um yeah, like as an artist soul and I don't know like how much you've like dealt with like just people that are more artistic in a way or think that mm-hmm. way. Um, mm-hmm. like is there anything that you see like kind of a common thread with people that seem to be more artistic that um yeah, that maybe they struggle with as like a whole or that might be kind of a dumb question. You could totally call me out on that, but I was curious.
2: I know. I kind of think
1: about that. Yeah.
2: I mean, um, I guess Um, I can try to base it from the people who I have worked with who are artists and there is such a beautiful, the ones that I see the, I think that when you're an artist, there there's this invitation, right? There's this invitation to really give yourself fully over, you know, to your art and to your creativity. And that means part of it means fully being yourself, right. And, Mm -hmm. and bringing all of it, bringing your energy, bringing your love and bringing your vulnerability to whatever your craft is, whether it's singing or art or paint or whatever. And so that's part of the reason why I love artists because they're, they're, they're some of the bravest people I know because they're brave enough yeah. to show up, you know, and it's and, and it can't be can't completely be about what other people think. Right. If you're going right. to if you're just going to submit to that. um, And so I think the challenge then in that, and there's a beauty to that. And the challenge then is that is you are vulnerable. You are you are vulnerable and, and people see that and they see you thrive in that and they want a piece of that. Right. Um they want that. And so I think I think in some ways it's easy to be taken advantage of. Um you know, it's it's easy to feel like people love you for your talent but not necessarily for you. And so I think, you know, to have that uh, to have that anchor as an artist is so important. You know, so the freedom to to flow and to explore and to go deep in the ocean but then having that anchor having having the lord with you in all of it is so important um because i i think you know the enemy sends confusion the enemy wants to keep you from that full expression of you and so i do i see depression i see anxiety sometimes people fall into you know and and it's only because they've fully given themselves over but then the 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 challenge of kind of the backlash of that and and um the pressure of of that comes with artistry unfortunately so so yeah i would say they you know we all need an anchor but but my my prayer you know has been for the artists I've come into contact with is that God would be that steadfast anchor that they could be, you know, anchor of their souls, you know, like the scripture says, so that their spirits can fly. Cause it's with their spirit that they create the most amazing things where you go that, how do they do that? Well, you know, it is a little supernatural because they're creating mm. from their spirit, not just their mind. Um, but so their soul can be anchored so that their spirit can feel free to explore and, and be that vulnerable, beautiful artist self that they are. Wow. I love this. I feel like my soul's getting healed as we're on the call. <laughs> Does that even so- make sense? Is that like woo-woo? No,
1: Dr. Margaret, I love it. Are you kidding me? Like, I seriously, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting a free therapy session right now, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> it's So good. I mean, it's so good. Cause yeah, I mean, just like my journey was, you know, I, 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 didn't know I was a creative person. Honestly, I was sitting in like my office. Mm-hmm. in like kind of kind of corporate America. And I remember doing my sales sheet or like my sales report and I was like highlighting it with different colors. You know what I mean? Like I just was always mm-hmm. a little like kind of quote unquote crazy, not in a bad way, but just like wild. And um, all of a sudden I had this epiphany and I was like, I'm a creative person stuck inside a business person's body. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> so, like, yeah. You know, and I used to think like, oh, I'm such a mess. I'm so disorganized. I'm this, I'm that, you know, and I always saw it as bad. And, and the Lord yeah. just started to reveal to me like you're a butterfly, you know, like you're just mm. this beautiful butterfly who like goes from one thing to another thing to another thing. So yeah. instead of, yeah. like, you know, my diagnosis is ADHD back in my 20s, which I basically mm. self-diagnosed and then took myself to a doctor and like told him I. I mean, it was like so random, but um, but you know, the Lord started to show me like I made you this way and I think you're beautiful mm. and I can teach you how to clean your room or you know what I mean? I can teach you how to do the things that, um, you know, maybe you don't do as well, quote unquote, as as the more organized person, you know.
0: Yeah, and so yeah. took
1: me on this long undoing journey as the Stephanie Gretzinger song goes, you know, but I had to kind of undo yes. who I made myself to be in order to quote fit in or be what people wanted me to be or maybe nobody wanted me to be it I thought they wanted me to be it and then kind Mm. of goes this long undoing which was quite a long situation if I'm honest but but then coming into this place where I was just like I'm just gonna be me and like some people are gonna like me some people aren't like I can't really I can't control that and um and, yeah, it's really helped me out of, you know, depression and anxiety and just, like, and, like you said, the Lord being our anchor, I mean, really, he's my fave. And I don't say that, like, in, like, a overly just, like, spiritual way. Like, if I don't talk to him basically all through my day, I'm, like, a hot mess. Like, nobody wants to be around me if I have not talked to the Lord because he just, like you said, he just anchors it. You know, he just keeps me, like, I don't know, keeps my eyes I don't even know what he does. He does something. He just talks me through my problems basically. He talks me through my yes. you know, spin around or talks me through my heart that's hurting or or whatever it is. He just talks to me about it. He he nine times out of ten I tell people, he helps me discern my own heart. Sometimes I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what the issue is. And so he'll just talk to me and like he'll ask me questions, you know, which then yeah. will like yeah. help me reveal myself to myself. Like, yeah, maybe,
2: you yeah, know? yeah so you know, if yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, Paul himself said, well, yeah, Paul said, why do I do the things I don't want to do and the things I want to do? I don't do, you know, he, that was the battle in his mind will and emotions of knowing one thing, thinking one thing, but doing another thing. And, um, yeah. And when, um, you know, in the Psalms, when it says, why so downcast on oh my soul? He's looking at himself and going, why are you fast? <laughs> why are you depressed? You know, <laughs> oh so he was trying to figure out his own soul. Like one part of him was saying, you shouldn't feel this way, you know? So, and, and Paul's saying, why can't I do what I want to do? So, so yeah, I think the battle in the soul is real. And that's wow. the, that's the work of psychology is bringing integrity with what you think, feel and do. When when you're in integrity with what you think, feel and do, you're you and you're you're in alignment and you feel like you can do anything. And so the fact that you allow God to speak into that, it the power of that. Like for you to say that means you have so experienced the power of that that you can't you can't go back now. You're like, it feels so good to be in alignment, and God's so good at keeping me in alignment. I can't live without it. Um, that's amazing. You're doing something right, oh. girl.
1: Oh, gosh. I so receive that from a, a psychologist. That's so amazing. You know, I always joke, and I'm like, look, if I was stuck on an island by myself, all I need is a pen and a journal in my Bible. Like, And I would mm-hmm. say my pen and my journal first and my Bible second, which might be, like, very, you know, like, not Christian-like, but I'm just saying, like, for me, if I don't have a pen and a paper, like, I, I don't know, That's just how I, that's how I talk to God, and it's, mm-hmm. like, it's almost, like, you know, I'm, like, codependent on my journal. I don't know, but, like, I just, mm-hmm. I desperately need to be able to, yeah. like, talk this way, you know, and, yes. and so, yeah, I just, I love getting it out. Do you know, I'm just this, like, random, random Lindsay question, but, like, I've heard that like like journaling or writing like with with a a pen, you know like on a paper, that there's some kind of like scientific like i don't know thing to that being healing. Did I make that up, or is that true?
2: yeah, it's the same science behind like when you take notes, right, so why do you take notes if you're sitting in a in a class? Well, you take notes because you want to remember it later, but the act of writing it down as you're listening. Helps your brain retain the information more, and then the same thing happens the outward way. You know, you're you're processing on paper, and it helps your brain not just in one dimension, but in another dimension. So, yeah,
1: wow, Definitely. yeah, I don't. know. It's yeah. always helped me that way. That's really mm-hmm. fascinating. Wow. And I recently heard you on Moral Revolution talking about attachments, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to get this book on attachments. But that's kind of an mm-hmm. interesting, like, is that kind of just a new thing
2: that people are talking about
1: or like?
2: Um... No, attachment theory has been around for a long time, um, mm-hmm. but I think right now it, it's definitely become more mainstream. Like, you know, Brene Brown made shame more mainstream, and so – Um. Mm-hmm which is so beautiful when someone takes a psychological principle and just makes it, you know, a common household thing. So attachment is definitely more, more understood mainstream, especially anything having to do with relationships. So whenever you look up, you know, any self help on YouTube around, you know, relationships or dating, because attachment theory is based on relationships, then you will find attachment theory. But even so, though, right, that idea that we project onto God, what we've learned from other people, that's attachment theory right, that we learn early on how to connect, and we develop styles of how we relate to people. We're either secure in our relationships, or we're anxious or avoidant out of fear, and um, so that's what attachment is basically about, you know, what, what did you experience, how did it affect you, and so now, you know, that will be your tendency in relationships, um, but the good news is we can al- we can al- we can always get better and healthier and so no matter what you experienced growing up uh you can grow in, into a secure attachment style
1: i love that do you find any like connection between like like the Lord, like helping people connect with god um that that helping them connect better with themselves and with people or or no you kind of think it's a little separate I mean, it's probably not separate, but.
2: Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, God's just another relationship. Yeah, so you grow you, you grow up into a family or some kind of relational system. And, and, and how do you learn about relationship? How do you learn about trust? How do you learn about emotions and getting your needs met? Well, it's through your early connections, you know, dad, mom, siblings. And um, when our needs don't get met as children, you know, we have to come up with another way to get our needs met. And so sometimes, if we had a lot of inconsistency in our parenting or parents that weren't available, then you know intimacy will be painful for us, and so that can turn into fear of intimacy, you know the very thing I want I'm also afraid of because i'm it's inconsistent or my needs don't get met, and so that can create a style of you know either anxiously clinging onto you know relationships or avoiding relationships or intimacy out of fear of getting rejected or abandoned. Um, so especially in, you know, marriages and dating relationships, that's when your, your attachment style will come up. <laughs> You'll learn pretty quickly, you know, as you go down that path. Um, but it's it's an opportunity to grow and, and you can even have that attachment style with God. You know, you can be avoidant of God out of fear that God's going to reject you or um, wow. but that's not really about God, but you learned it. You learned it. And so it's been conditioned. It's what you know. And so that's the beautiful thing about God is he, he understands that about us. He doesn't fault us for that, but there is, there is an opportunity to to have him identify that, you know, so shows session would be perfect for that. Wow. And uh, he'll be on that. He'll be on that so that you can receive love not only from people, you know, healthy, safe people, but that you can receive it from God as well, you know? Yeah. Wow.
1: I mean, girl, I'm so fascinated by this stuff. Like, it's just so interesting to me. I could probably listen to you talk for, like, 20 hours. Um, That is, like, so fascinating. Just this, this marriage of psychology and God um, really, really fascinates me. Cause I like and respect them both. Obviously I more than just respect God, but I do, mm-hmm. I've never thought it was all one or the other. Um, mm-hmm. I've always kind of enjoyed both, but I didn't really know like, you know, where does that, I've never really met. I've definitely had an amazing Christian therapists and I had this like darling Christian. Um, um, yeah, he was a, was he a doctor? I don't know, but anyway, he was amazing. Like he he spoke Bible. Like he mainly spoke Bible. Mm. He was educated yeah. in. I don't think he had a doctorate, but he's educated in psychology and yet spoke Bible. And the way he would get to things was like, he was so healing and so powerful in my life. And so mm-hmm. I've always just loved, you know, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Just all the people. And
2: yeah,
1: I'm she's just so amazing. Awesome. I know, it's not she amazing? Um, I'm just so honored that you would come and be on this podcast because I love everything you're saying. Like, truly, it's so amazing. Um, What if somebody wanted to like have a session with you? How does that work?
2: Yeah, well, they could definitely reach out. You know, usually what I do is ask them a little bit about what they're looking for, make sure it's a good fit. Um, if not if it's not a good fit then i try i try as best i can to try to refer them to someone that could be a good fit for them but um i have a i have a website and there's a contact sheet on that website so it's okay. the dunamis the dunamisproject.org dunamis is spelled d u n a m i s the dunamisproject.org and they can reach me through the website
1: Okay, cool. And I'll just link that on on the show notes of this of this episode. Great. So, if she wants to, yeah, get in touch with you. And then I I follow you on Instagram, of course. And I am a big fan of like Instagram therapy. I'll be honest. Um, and you yeah. you post a lot of great content on on Instagram. So oh, thanks, thanks.
2: Yeah, I know, I'm,
1: I'm loving it. I'm yeah. like like like. It's, yeah,
2: it's. Really, I have a book really too that people could. Um, it's actually a self guided. It's almost like a self, it's exactly what I do with people. It's self-guided sozo plus psychology. So each chapter has, you learn something, some principle, whether it's about, you know, emotions, how to deal with your emotions or relationships. But then, you know, in the workbook part of it, you know, I guide you through um, prompts where you're connecting with God about the issues, not just learning about the issues. So that book is called Souls Like Stars. And um, that's on Amazon. So people can find that on Amazon.
1: Bold like stars. I'm writing this down. So yeah. Like, Souls
2: well, like stars. My,
1: yeah. My friend, um, I won't say their name. I was about to, but and I was like, Oh, maybe not. But um, my friend has read your book and they really, really loved it. They were telling, I think they said they read it twice actually. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> so, cool. I know they really, really liked it. Um, so yeah, that was a high recommended book. So Wow.
2: Okay, cool. Is it on Audible by chance? No, it's a workbook, so it wouldn't really work on Audible. I mean, maybe it would, oh. but it's not. It's not. Yeah.
1: Okay. No, not not yet. Okay, cool. No, that mm-hmm. sounds, I mean, because of course I'm being selfish and thinking of, well, not selfish, but I'm like, I'm like oh, I'm going to need this book. This sounds so good. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. This is so fun. And then let's see, what else? Is there anything else you want to talk about? No pressure, no pressure, Doctor
2: Margaret. Sorry,
1: to throw that out there, but just wanted to see if Holy Spirit was. Well, you to...
2: know, if you ask a therapist a question, they're just going to ask you a question. I know. I know. Go for it. <laughs> no. um, so, you want me to? Should we end with me asking you a question?
1: Let's do it. I love it.
2: That's so fun. <laughs> I'm like, I'm asking you that, thinking, what question am I going to ask? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Um,
1: why do you love LA? Oh, I love LA. I didn't three months ago. I was like, Lord, I'm out of here. I hate this way. But, um, no, seriously. But yes, no. Um, you know, let me ask myself that question. I, I do love the creative people. Um, Mm. I, yeah. I mean, I'm one of them myself and I just, you're right. It's a lot harder than it looks, um, you know, just what they do. I've, you know, kind of played around with some things that different people do. And I'm like, wow, this is like hard work. Um, but I just love, I love creative people. I understand creative people because when I lived in Atlanta, I was always, Like, I wouldn't say the odd man out at all. I had, like, amazing, darling Southern Belle friends. Like, I loved them. And, like, I just – what I learned from them and got from them was so powerful. But like they're all dressed in like Lily Pulitzer, and I'm like rolling in with like my like black jeans on and my black coat, you know. Like I just, <laughs> I didn't fit And I wasn't yeah. like emo. I just I don't know for some reason I just like black and white. I just like those kind of colors. Mm-hmm. And um and so when I when the Lord showed me to come to LA, um, I didn't know I was one of these creative people that live out here. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of thought
2: it was. Kind of helpful. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and yeah. once I got out, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like these people think like me, you know. And I was like, oh, like they do things like me, and I understand why their car's a mess because mine is too. And it's not because I don't care; it's just because my brain is like, you know, has all these things it's thinking about, and organizing the stuff in my car isn't exactly one of them. And so,
0: you yeah. know, it
1: just it just helped me to realize, like, oh, these are. You know my people in a way, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I I think God created me for this obviously a long time ago because I've always hated cold weather. I'm from Ohio originally, so I understand those Chicago winters and New York winters, and I mean I just I really almost was like depressed in the winter, and I know it's like a thing, yeah. but. Um, I love sunshine. I love summer all year long. I love the ocean. I love palm trees. So it's almost like the Lord is like, I, have, I know this girl's yeah. gonna make her way out there. So I've just got to put these things in her. So, yeah, I would say the yeah. weather, the people, the creativity—those um, would be my reasons. Yeah, I love that. So yeah. here's my
2: thought about why people hit a wall in L.A. And this is brand new. I haven't really processed it yet you hear that a lot. And I think it's because people come out here and they know what they want to do. And LA is attached to that somehow, some way. Right. But they're, they're also big dreamers and they're asking God, they, whether they know it or not, they're asking God for the above or beyond what they can ask, think, or imagine. Sure. And so I think what God's been telling me is that, um, tell me what you think you want to do. And the invitation is now, can you go beyond what you think you want to do to find what, what is even greater than what you thought, you know? So maybe what you think you want to do is a sip, (laughs) but what I want to give you is the whole bottle of wine, right? And, And what you think you want to do is a sip of that. So I think the walls, I think, I think LA is a crazy mirror for us. And I think it, I think it challenges us to be creative and be everything God made us to be. But then I think we hit walls because it also challenges us to go beyond what we think we want, we want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's my prayer for me. It's my prayer for you. It's my prayer for the artists listening to this. Um, the hard part is, is you have to be willing to let old parts of yourself die in order to yeah. connect with that above or beyond what you can ask think or do and so I think that's the wall that people hit in LA if you think you want to do this and then you hit this wall because it's an invitation to to go beyond what you can think or imagine you're supposed to be or do
1: that is so true I always I mean you and I literally are new friends as of like you know
2: 45 minutes
1: ago, but, like, I, lit, so you've never heard me say this, unless you did in the podcast you listen to, but I use that reference a lot, especially in the last 18 months. Like, I just keep hitting these brick walls, you know, and, and the Lord showed yes. me, he's like, yeah, Lynn, you do hit a brick wall, and you fall backwards, but then the brick wall kind of crumbles, and then you walk over, you get back up, and you walk over it. Then you hit mm. another brick wall, but then you kind of pop over it, you know, and he's like, then you hit another brick wall. Like, he showed me that one time, like, you have yeah. been hitting the brick But, like, as you hit them, it hurts, you fall down, it takes a little time to get back up, but then you have, like, knocked it down, and so then you can walk over it and keep going. (laughs) I I just feel like the the Lord has been like, keep going. Like, that's the main thing he says to me, keep going, you know?
2: Yeah,
1: that's good. So. That's so good. Wow. This has been so powerful. I'm so excited that I took a risk, got over my fear.
2: and was like, I'm just going to ask Dr. Margaret. If she says no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to be
1: able Thank
2: you. Thank you. It's been fun. It's been a great conversation. Aww. I've enjoyed it.
1: Oh, good. Thank you so much. Would you mind oh, just giving a little prayer um, out to all our, our listeners um, or for our listeners?
2: Blah, 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 blah for all our listeners before we jump off? Would that be okay? Or are
1: you better at praying kind of on Yeah, your sure.
2: Yeah, sure. So, God, I thank you so much for the artists and their heart and the unique things about their heart. And I pray for every heart and mind right now that's listening to this, Lord, that does want the above or beyond like what they can ask, think, or imagine. And I thank you that they're already on that path, and I just release that into your spirit. You're already on that path. And Holy Spirit, will you come even closer as we have to hit those very necessary walls of who we think we are to get to that which is beyond what we can think. And so I just bless them, their mind, their body, their spirit, and um, yeah, give them signs this week, God, of, of what's in that new world that's above or beyond what they can ask or think. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Margaret. This has been amazing and I know it's going to bless so many people. So I thank you so much. And guys, I thank you for listening. Guys and gals are from the Midwest, I say guys, but, um, but next week we will be back for our final episode of season three and we have a little surprise for you. So that'll be fun, but we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Take care.